You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! Welcome to the Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. That made it sound all dramatic when you did that. I mean, I'm, I'm here for the effects. That's literally dun. my only purpose, is to be here for the effects. <laughs> Except we're, like, cheap, so we don't have one of those cool soundboards. We just have to do it all, like, Foley style to make our own <laughs> sound effects. I mean, I'm trying to relive the greatness of the 70s musical era, you know, where you had a sound in your head, and you had to figure out how to make that sound. It's like you watch some of those like we got old, too like... dependent on electronics and computers <laughs> and whatnot. That's like watching like the old like behind the scenes of like Star War- Star Wars and stuff, where it's like to make these laser sounds, I'm going to go out to this uh, power pole and hit on the uh, the support beam with a hammer, and that's that makes the pew pew sound. <laughs> because that's exactly what that's designed to do. <laughs> well, anyway, this week we are smoking. The Fool, uh, The Stubborn Fool, by a diesel. Who's a diesel? He's this mechanic. Uh... <laughs> oh, he's a diesel mechanic that, you know, just happened to get into the cigar game? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, diesel cigars, they're starting a new kind of a trilogy of cigars, they said, called the Fool's Aaron, uh, uh from the minds of Justin Andrews and A.J. Fernandez, who... Like I said, is like the mercenary of the cigar world. He makes cigars for pretty much anybody at this point. <laughs> and they're all pretty fucking good. I mean, well, that's the thing is, you know, we've talked time and time again about his involvement in, with so many different manufacturers and stuff like that. Like, every time I'm like, that's not bad. <laughs> But I guess then again, like if you're legit, like putting your name on something, like it can't be bad because you only get one shot at that. Yeah, I was like, I just wonder if he like saves his best ideas for his own brand and like that's a pretty good idea, but uh, I'm not gonna use that one. Let me let me court, you know, coordinate with this other brand uh, for this idea. Marketing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so this is gonna be a um, part of a trilogy of cigars. They're calling the Fool's Errand, and the first one. Uh, is the Stubborn Fool, which only comes in a uh, Perfecto size, which is a kind of a wee bastard with a nippled foot. It's like a miniature football, where it kind of <laughs> tapers on each end and sort of fat in the middle. Kind of like me. <laughs> but yeah, this is going to be a, an annual uh, release, you know, with a, whatever the next version of the Fool next year c- comes out. But this one is... Uh, Nicaraguan and Honduran fillers with a Honduran leaf uh, binder, and then finished off with a dark, oily Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. I was going to say that oiler, uh, yeah, wrapper there, you know, has that dark, oily, you know, contrast. But most of the diesel, well, I don't know. I mean, the Whiskey Row, I think, was a, a lighter shade if i remember right yeah the the original whiskey row uh, i can't remember what it, but then they had the whatever the sherry cast which was yes. a much like a much darker wrapper like that to me almost looks like um almost the the no 
it doesn't have quite enough black in it for the you know Kentucky Fire Cure. Yeah, I think it's the last thing I smoked that was in this kind of size of of the. But for... what was the one that Diesel had? Like I remember, used to buy them because it's like this cigar is steampunk, and it always had like that you know metal cog on no, it. No, I and... think it was a. Uh, it wasn't Diesel. It was like a Foundry cigars. I used to like buy them just to get the cog, but I don't think they make those anymore. I haven't seen one in in forever. But yeah, I've used those cogs on a lot of. Like, I guess they were on the same shelf thing. Yeah, they were. <laughs> in that... uh, but the, another interesting thing about this cigar is like the uh, each box comes with like a, a tarot card that uh, for well for this one for the stubborn fool, but also has like a QR code that you can scan that enters you into some kind of uh, contest and drawing. So if you buy a box of these, uh, you might be able to win some prizes. Yeah, and these are, uh, you know, smaller boxes, too, because they're only 10 counts, right? Yeah, a little 10 count of uh, these wee uh, perfectos. But I kind of dig that, though. Oh, it is definitely a full-bodied cigar for its its size, so, you know, it's not... Uh... Well, you know what they say, Joe? Dynamite comes in small packages. I don't know who they are, but I've heard them say that. <laughs> You know, they. I don't them. know. Every time I've seen dynamite, it's coming in a pretty good sized crate. <laughs> I mean, once you take it out of the crate, ah, true enough. Like a stick's not that big, but you know, C four comes in pretty small packages too. <laughs> you get like a one pound brick of that. I don't. I, I don't resort to violence. <laughs> Speaking of violence, this week we're talking about the latest uh, Marvel Disney Plus series, The Moon Knight. And here's a little thing you can do if you if you want to like uh, just run into a room and like drop your pants and go, I am the Moon Knight. I've done that about three times now to my wife, and she finds it hilarious every single time. Probably not, but I do it anyway. <laughs> but if you're gonna fight some uh, Egyptian gods, uh, you should call in the Strike Force. Strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds for twenty percent off your order. Uh, you know, buy a bunch of it, and if uh, your wife uh, says who spent all this money, be like, it wasn't me, it was Steven. Or maybe that other guy. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but with that, we'll be right back with The Moon Knight. Day and night. I toss and turn, I keep stressing my mind, mind. I look for peace, but see, I don't attain. What I need for keys, this silly game we play. Play. Now look at this Madness the magnet keeps attracting me, me I try to run but see I'm not that fast I think for first but surely finish last Last Cause day and night The lonely loner seems to free his mind at night He's all alone through the day and night The lonely loner seems to free his mind at night Welcome back. It's time to talk about all things Dark Side of the Moon. Oh no, that's uh, Pink Floyd. I mean, uh, Moon Knight. Yeah, that's that's the moon guy we're talking about. I mean, isn't there a lunar eclipse happening soon? Yeah, I think either tonight or last night, I think there was supposed to be like a, a blood moon lunar eclipse. Whatever crazy bullshit's going on. I can't find a date. <laughs> I just saw a thing like popping up on on the Facebooks that uh, 
Nope, that's Conchu knocking at the door. Oh, boy. <laughs> so that's the problem of moving my mic stand to the other side of the table since we're doing video now is that I keep accidentally hitting, <laughs> gesturing with my hand and, like, hitting my cigar on things. Why are you talking with your hands on an audio podcast? That's why you got the now. camera. <laughs> so it could be all animated and shit. Like, I always talk with my hands. <laughs> I know. I, you know, I'm like, oh. And sometimes I touch the tip of my cigar trying to do... Uh, Freaking shadow puppets and burn myself. Jazz hands. <laughs> Jazz hands. Or was that shit from uh, uh, Bring It On? Spirit fingers. <laughs> I think you have an unhealthy obsession with that film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still don't know that I've ever seen that film in its entirety. Oh, I've seen multiple of them. Basically, I used to work a desk job that had a TV. So you're kind of... St- stuck watching tv for eight hours there's you find a lot of weird shit especially on night shift <laughs> i think i've watched all the uh every the infomercial ever <laughs> yes <laughs> i've sat through several of the uh billy mays marathons. here with shim wow or what's that uh the goo that fixes all holes flex seal yeah flex seal that's <laughs> stuff looks good oh but anyway uh we're back to the MCU uh, Disney Plus series, and, he, and I don't know if it was you or my. It's like there's so much damn Marvel like TV shit that like now I feel lost if I don't watch everything Marvel. Yeah, I mean, it used to be was... just the movies. Now it's like now I gotta like watch all these uh, uh, freaking well, TV series. And as a well. series like this doesn't help me at all because literally I watched the first. Maybe even the first two episodes. And I'm like, I've missed something. I have no fucking clue what's going on. Like, I'm not familiar with the comics. I'm not familiar with this, you know, character. Like, I'm just like... So that's why I called you yesterday. And I'm like, hey, did this tie into something that I I missed? He's like, nope. You literally won't have a clue what's going on, you know, for the first couple of episodes. But then once you watch the series and rewatch, you're like... Oh, there's all the clues that would have clued me in if I had a clue that those were clues to begin with. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things of all the Marvel series so far. This is the one that I'm like, all right, it takes a couple watches to like follow what's going on. Because you're dealing with, if you're not familiar with Moon Knight, he's a Marvel vigilante slash hero who... Gets his powers from Conchu, the Egyptian god of the moon. But Mark Spector, the character, in, at least in the comics and even in this series, he ain't all there in the head. He uh, has what they used to call multiple personalities. He has dissociative identity disorder. So he has a couple dudes living in his head. So, I mean, it's not that he doesn't... He, it's not that he isn't all there. It's He's got too much there. <laughs> like... Sometimes he's literally not there. It's some other dude running the show. <laughs> My personality. He's a meat mech I with several drivers. I can't afford to have a second personality. <laughs> but man, would that be an awesome excuse? No, dear, I didn't fuck up. That was totally, you know, this other dude <laughs> that lives in my head. It yeah, just no, looks like I, me. I totally didn't bang that other chick. It was, uh, it was Mark. <laughs> uh. I kept saying no. I don't like this. <laughs> But all I could do was sit in the mirror and watch. (laughs) 
He took over the body and then took over that booty. <laughs> God. You know there's going to be like some woodwalker, you know, production, like... <laughs> Full moon night. Yeah. But it's spelled with an N. Probably. Yeah, that's definitely the the porn parody of this. <laughs> But yeah, it's one of those that's... I don't think I've ever seen anybody, you know, like, I've seen a lot of parodies. I don't know if I've seen one that, you know, would cause somebody to have to be wrapped up like a mummy. <laughs> uh, mummy porn. <laughs> Instead of MILF, it's mummy I'd like to fuck. <laughs> oh, we'll never be, you know, just never is going to happen. We're, we're too far out there, man. Way too far out but yeah, there. This one is an intro to the character, so it's, I mean, it's set in the MCU, and I'm assuming it'll be tied in to future MCU properties, but... I don't yeah, know, dude. As you, dark as this is, this might turn into a DC flick. <laughs> well, yeah, physically dark. Well, when you're the Moon Knight, you got to do stuff at night. But also, I've heard rumors that one of the upcoming either series movies they're gonna do the midnight suns and that'd be badass which is if you're not familiar with midnight suns it's kind of like marvel's uh paranormal avengers so it's like ghost rider and moon knight and blade and <laughs> like all the more supernatural marvel characters uh teaming up to deal with some shit as much as I would love to see Blade again, like... Oh, it's coming. Uh, did you, you... Have you watched the Eternals yet? Not yet. I mean, I... it's on Disney+, Plus, so you don't have to go to a, a theater now, but there's a voice Blade cameo. Like, uh, once you watch, like, all the post credit scenes, spoiler alerts, there's uh, a character who's about to pick up a cursed sword... And you hear a voice off camera go, do you really think you're ready for that? And it's like, Marvel's confirmed that that is the voice of Blade. So, yeah, that's, uh, I don't remember if we've even gotten a release date for that yet, but that's on, like, the future slate of Marvel movies, is they're Dude, bringing Black a, Blade. There's only one guy that's Yeah, Blade. that's unfortunate it's not Wesley Snipes, but well, they're I mean, bringing I, Blade back. <laughs> I think at this point, like, would he be able to pull that off now? Like he's up in age, isn't he? Yeah, but he was. I mean, you saw him in the last uh, uh, Expendables movie. I mean, he's still badass even for his age. But uh, the guy playing him, I can't remember the name right offhand because uh, I didn't know we were going to be talking about Blade. Uh, uh, was in the Luke Cage uh, Netflix uh, Marvel series. He played like one of the bad guys, and he was he was pretty good. So. I'll give this dude. I haven't seen his like you know martial arts credentials, but yeah, he was he was pretty good in uh in uh, Luke Cage. So I mean, Blade, you know, making comic book movies before comic book movies. Yeah, were that's cool. like the OG beginning of the MCU. I mean, that was like I think we had like '80s Batman at that time, but that's the first I think Marvel comic book movie we had was Blade that I'm aware of, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that might have been like some bad cheesy 70s Captain America movies but Blade was the first uh you know modern uh Marvel comic movie Uh 
But yes, uh, this uh, miniseries created by Jeremy Slater, uh, uh, based on the Marvel comic character uh, Moon Knight. Did uh, you read the comics? I'm only from. It's like I saw a meme. It's like people are familiar with uh, Moon Knight from like the memes he's in. <laughs> he's definitely one of those. Like I, I've seen a ton of like Moon Knight comic memes, like the one where he's like. Dracula, you son of a bitch, where's my $20? You know, because apparently that's a, that's a real storyline where he kicked the shit out of Dracula because he owed him money. <laughs> but no, I've... Moon Knight is, was one of those, like, off characters that I'd never actually read previously. I went back and, you know, kind of did some Wikipedia research before, uh, before the series started just so I could kind of be sort of familiar with what I was going into. But yeah, it's like... That's thing, it's like the MCU has gone on for so long at this point that they're starting to like bring in like lower tier list characters that like, you know, aren't as kind of mainstream as like the, the original Avengers. So it's like, this has gotten so big that there's like so much more that they keep, that they can keep bringing into, you know, the movies. It's, it's kind of amazing that like even the worst Marvel film so far has still been pretty, you know, worth watching. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of cool, you know, because, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love seeing, you know, the Avengers, you know, and, and the one-offs that, you know, always gross a billion dollars and everything else, but it's kind of cool to see something I'm not familiar with because, you know, at that point, like, this doesn't feel like your typical superhero, you know, film and whatnot. Like, these have legs to stand on that add some, you know, different diversity, different dynamics, and, you know, just keeps me engaged. Because if everything was, all right, it's another Avenger, it's another Captain America, like, great, I get it, they're cool, <laughs> but give me something I haven't already seen. And that's what's been know? cool about these Disney Plus series is gives you a lot more time to flesh out a story. If this was a Moon Knight movie, we would have got hour and a half, two hours, and I mean, give me three D man. We they would not have been able to like you know really kind of deep dive in the story. And this is one of those two that like I mean, some of the series have been longer. This one was only six episodes, and six episodes seemed like y'all trying to cram a lot of shit in six episodes. It's like it's almost like. Fuck, this should have been 10 episodes. <laughs> Especially when we got to, like, episode 5. I'm like, there's a whole lot of loose ends here. Like, how the fuck are you going to wrap this up in, like, 45, 50 minutes? Time travel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it seemed like that they set up... Actually, in this one, no, it's Scarabs. All about Scarabs. <laughs> Scabs. Book of the Dead. Now, I wanted to see a cameo from... Uh, from uh, whatever homeboy from the mummy movie, maybe like uh, freaking uh, what the hell is the the mummy's name? Freaking uh, Conchu has to fight uh, Imatep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not that far off, honestly. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I mean, as, as I was watching this, I'm like, okay, cool. I got some Indiana Jones. I got some Assassin Creed. Like, but, I, I kind of feel like we're doing Night at the Museum, but we're in a psych ward instead. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
But yeah, if we start off with like episode one, uh, but anyway, before Oscar Isaacs, dude is like a legit actor. Like, all right, I, I'm not a huge fan of the new Star Wars trilogy, and Poe Dameron was like, like, all right, he's just like your generic sci-fi hero guy. But now seeing Oscar Isaacs in this, I'm like, holy fuck, he's a good actor. Because, I mean, he's playing essentially three different characters, or at least two different characters, so, simultaneously interacting with each other. And they're completely different, fleshed-out characters. Like, when he's Stephen, Stephen Grant, his mannerisms, his movement, everything is different from when he's playing Mark Spector. Like, it's... They're so two different characters that there's times, especially in the one episode where they're in like the afterlife and they actually finally physically meet. And it's not this him talking to his reflection in a mirror. It's like, I have a hard time like realizing this is two. This is the same guy. I mean, he played both characters so well that it's like, fuck this. This should be two dudes. Does he have a twin brother? How does that contract <laughs> work? Like, yeah. We get it. You're one guy, but you're going to play two guys. And you're going to spend a lot of time arguing with yourself. <laughs> I'm going to need a bigger pig. <laughs> oh, and uh, you got Conchu, the, you know, Moon Knight is the fist of Conchu, because apparently these, in the Moon Knight realm, Egyptian gods are real, but they can't really physically interact with humanity, so they have to have these avatars, and we're not talking about the blue cat people, but, uh, you know, to do Aww, their bidding. why not? <laughs> Such striking visuals. A trailer for that, too. As much as I don't care about Avatar, it looks amazing. <laughs> really? You didn't like the... the fir- I saw it once, and I was like, well, this is spectacularly visually, but storyline, I was just like, eh. Saw it once. That was enough. <laughs> I don't know. See, I saw it in IMAX, and, you know, I think that might have been where my headspace was, is, wow, look at all the visuals. Yeah, it was like, effects-wise, it was mind-blowing, but I'm just like, eh. It's one of those things that you, yeah, you had to see it on IMAX, because if you try to watch it when it came out on video, you're like, this is just Dancing with Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's going to sit in your like, wait a minute, Dancing with Fuck, it is kind of dancing. <laughs> or I've heard it called Dancing with Smurfs. Thanks, Joe. Just melted your brain. Yep. <laughs> this is my brain. Oh. Mm, eggs. And I gotta say, the bad guy in this is uh, uh, Ethan Hawke, who plays uh, Harrow, which is a former Moon Knight, who is also like now worshipping Amit, uh, who is basically, she wants to Thanos the world. It's like where Moon Knight is like the spirit of vengeance. And he's like, if people do bad things, like we will punish them. But she's like, oh no, I can see everyone's entire lifetime and they might not be evil now, but there's a potential for them to do evil later on. So we should just kill everybody right off the bat and don't give them the chance to do anything evil. Yeah, that was kind of the, you know a cool sort of turning point where, you know, you start talking about the, you know, ability to have choice. And she basically omits any choice. It was kind of like that, what that movie, uh, uh, the minority report where it's like, they're 
punishing people for future crimes that they may commit. <laughs> but yeah, you've always got a chance to like change your mind. You don't have to be evil. Humanity has the ability to change. But not according to Ahmed. Fuck them all. But I gotta say, Harrow, Arthur Harrow, uh, freaking Ethan Hawke, plays a creepy son of a bitch, like, perfectly. I mean, he's that unsettling evil, where it's like... Sometimes it takes a creepy person. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's like, so like, oh no, I'm trying to save the world. Very much like... Very manipulative and... Cult you know. leader-esque, where it's like, you never see him, like, <laughs> raising his voice and getting, like, violent with people. It's always, it's just that, that very, like, calm, like, come, you must be judged by the, the scales. and Dude, the like, scales this, balance? This, you know, you know, this is for your own, the the world's good, you know. I, oh, here, I made Kool-Aid. <laughs> it's like, I wish you could live to see the world we're creating. <laughs> I mean, he's just, like, legit creepy. That whole, like opening sequence in episode one, him like putting glass in his shoes and like walking around and the audio editing on the Like if, if it's quiet, every time you, you can listen, you can hear the crunch of the glass as he's walking through the entire series. It's like that, that little like sound effect is like crunch, crunch, crunch. You're like, Oh, that dude's still got fucking glass in his shoes. You know why, <laughs> you know why they do that, right? Yeah. As he's like trying to like those people that like need to punish themselves to like, no, wash not their even souls. that. You know, how do you're in law enforcement? So, what's one way people try to beat the lie detector? Ah, by uh, putting the thumb putting tack, the thumbtack in their shoes, you know, and they can to... like elevate, ev- uh, elevate their levels. Uh... <laughs> That's exactly what he's doing. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to keep on an even plane here. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe when when my evil god comes back, she won't uh, judge me uh, too harshly. But yeah, like episode one, I really had to like. Episode one is such a mind fuck, and the thing that kind of annoys me about the Disney Plus is it's like week to week instead of I mean you were able to watch it in one sitting, but seeing it week to week after that first episode, I'm like, the fuck's going on here? I gotta go well, back see, and watch the, this shit again. And the reason I wait is like if I were to watch that first episode, like I'd be like, I'm lost. I don't know what the hell's going on, and I probably wouldn't have tuned in for the following weeks. Like, you know, whereas, hey, you don't know what's going on, but, you know, the dots will connect. Don't give up on it too soon. Great. You know, but if I had to wait, like, a month, like, <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'm like, I'm like I've already canary given... in the cave. I have to watch shit first. I have to see it, like, as it's coming out so I don't get spoilers. And then I'm like, all right, it's time for you to watch this. Like, don't be, make any judgment to you're, like, on episode three. Because I'm going to tell you right now, episode one, not going to make any fucking sense. <laughs> Hell, episode three is not going to make any sense. <laughs> I think by episode six, it started to sort of click, but then we wrapped the show up. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, wait a minute. That's what's going on there. There was three guys. <laughs> but that first episode, you're introduced to uh, Stephen Grant, who's kind of a nerd who works... Not the... to be confused with Dr. Alan Grant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who works at the, uh, the uh, whatever, British Museum in London and is... Yeah, super nerd, but he's like thinks he suffers from like sleepwalking. So I mean, his, his he ha- he chains himself to his bed. He keeps like a circle of sand around the bed so he can see if he's like got up and walked around, and even puts tape on his door and and uh, like this very like you know meek nerdy life. And then it turns out his sleepwalking is oh no, like 
you have another personality that like like Mark who is kind of like the prime personality knows of Steven's existence but Steven doesn't know of, of Mark's existence at the start of this so like uh, you know Steven just thinks he's sleepwalking well then he wakes up in the middle of a mission in the Alps cuz apparently Mark or somebody was stealing some shit and like knocked himself out jumping out of a window and of course he wakes up in the middle like I'm just going to take I'm, I'm going to stay up all night reading my my Egyptian books and doing all these things to try to like stay awake and then like I'm in the Alps with getting chased by a cult. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> and then Contra is like, he's like, you know, give the body back to Mark. He's like, what? He's like, oh no, the idiot's in charge. <laughs> You're not supposed to be here, worm. He's like, yeah, I know I'm not supposed to be here. What the fuck's going on? Why am I talking to this giant bird monster? <laughs> You're like, I hope this is a dream, because this is fucked up. But yeah, that first episode, up until, like, the very end, you only see things from the Steven personality's perspective. So there's a lot of this, like, he's about to get his ass kicked. Well, I mean, you're just as confused and perplexed as he is, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, they do, have like, a very good job of, like, putting, like, his confusion to the audience. Because it's like, yeah, he, he wakes up, and, like, there's the moments where, like, you know, Mark or whoever is able to take the body back to to get him through like the action sequences. So you're getting these what's probably some like really badass action sequences, but you're just getting jumped from like him like, oh no, I'm about to get my ass kicked. And then he like wakes up a second later and like everybody's like dead and his hands are covered in blood. He's like, What the fuck? Or that fucking car chase sequence where he kept like zoning out, waking back up and like cars are getting run <laughs> off the road and it's like I've got a gun in my hand. <laughs> like Yeah. And, and freaking Kanju giving him shit the whole time. Uh, like he, he like wakes up where he's got the gun in his hand, the window's blown out, and there's like a car like there suddenly he's driving in a reverse and a car's coming straight at him. He's just like, uh, and throws the gun at the other car and he's like, Did, Did you, you just throw, throw the gun? gun? <laughs> Jeez, Mark, if he loses that scare, I'm gonna kill you both. <laughs> he's like, What the fuck's going on? <laughs> and I gotta think like the other side of that like, the day-to-day -day life of, like, you know, him stumbling into this big uh, thing, is all the time Mark has had to, like, come home, feed the fish, set up all the uh, the sleepwalking traps before he goes back to bed so Steven doesn't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> That's almost like an, another entire series of Mark trying to, like, cover up the shit he's doing so Steven doesn't figure out what's going on. Why every time do I get up to go... F do I fall on my face? Or <laughs> he wakes up after that two days in the Alps and his fish has died. And he, I mean, he's concerned enough with him that he went and bought him a new fish. But he's like, fish has two fins. My fish only has one fin. Like, this is impossible. And that's when you start getting those, like, clues. You know, he goes to the pet store and he's like, with the fish, he's like, is it possible a fish can regrow a fin? And he's like, Dude, like I told you earlier, we don't sell one one finned fishes. And he's like, "What are you talking about? It's the first time I've been here." <laughs> and the vegan guy trying to go to a date at the steak uh, steak place, which that's your because like going back and watching again, there's so many little clues that there's something else besides Stephen and Mark. That like, all right, Mark's married. Who the hell set up this date that Stephen like knows nothing about <laughs> at a steak place, no less? Because he's like. Oh, I'm vegan. Bloody hell. <laughs> Jake's trying to get himself. 
I had vegan steak. <laughs> you can't really. I guess that's my problem. Like, don't call it vegan steak. <laughs> I just leave steak out. I'd be like, this is a plant-based meat product. And Weird. I'll go into it with a different... Because if I'm expecting steak, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, it's steak for people who don't know what steak tastes like. <laughs> oh, they know. They know. And they just wish they could uh, experience it again. I'm not, like, throwing a some kind of, like, fake meat on my trigger. No. That's just blasphemy. <laughs> Until I have to like go on some kind of diet because my doctor makes me, and I'm like, I want meat again. <laughs> you know, like as much as I shit on a lot of that stuff, like I've had the veggie burgers and stuff, and as long as you don't go into it thinking, oh yeah, this is going to be a hamburger, like you're going to be all right. Like <laughs> the problem is, is like too many people like, no, this is you know. It's impossible to tell the difference. No, don't tell me that because now I'm looking for the difference. Like... Yeah, you're just lying to yourself at that point. And it's like, I understand it's a healthy lifestyle. It has its benefits, but it's the people that are like the moral vegans that want to tell you like about why they're vegan and how eating meat is wrong. And they're like, shut the fuck up. Or you just get a sweet, you know, face tat that says vegan because you're tired of telling everybody. <laughs> the only meat I put in my mouth is... Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, you know, you know, and Steven not knowing what the fuck's going on, running in, running into uh, Arrow. And he's like, here, yeah, sure, I'll give you the scarab back and the hand keeps pulling back. What? <laughs> he's like, no, I... I'm not a mercenary. I, I work. For, I'm, I work at the gift shop. I'm literally trying to give this thing to you. Just take it. <laughs> uh, but then you know the bad guys show up at the uh, at the museum, and he's like, "Fuck, that wasn't a weird dream. This shit's real. What's going on?" And you know he sends the the jackal monster after him. And I gotta say, I love the reveal of the Moon Knight suit because like he's like running from this jackal. And ends up in the uh, locked in a bathroom, and it's tearing the door apart. And like Mark pops up the mirror, and he's like, "Come on, man, I can save us. You just have to give me the body." And he's like, "Okay." And then you like, before he can even transform, Jackal busts through the door and jumps on him. And then it immediately cuts to like outside the uh, bathroom in the hallway. And then you see the Jackal try to like claw its way out. He's like, "Fuck, this isn't. I found something I don't want." <laughs> and then gets dragged back into the bathroom. <laughs> Abort mission. <laughs> and then it you know, finally comes around the corner so you can just see like him in his full Moon Knight glory beating the fuck out of the out of the jackal. And then Mark wake or Steven wakes up in his, his bed again, like I gotta quit having these weird ass dreams. <laughs> but yeah, him going back to the museum and finding it trashed and like oh bro, we gotta watch the security footage. You're just gonna blow your mind. And it turns out he's like the only one that can see the jackal, so they all think he trashed the museum. <laughs> And he gets fired. Don't worry, though. They're not pressing charges. It's okay. We know you've got problems. Just go see this doctor. It'll be all good. So then he starts kind of doing his own investigating. And he's like, well, I found this phone. And some girl keeps calling me named Layla and calling me Mark. And there's a a freaking key to some storage locker. And finds, like, Mark's badass, like, survivalist, like, locker i'm like ooh, i want one of these <laughs> i want a secret storage locker full of guns and money 
This would be pretty sweet. <laughs> well, for the small price of 80 bitcoins, you too. <laughs> nah, the crypto market's crashing. It'll probably take you, you know, double that now. <laughs> Bitcoin ain't worth what it was. <laughs> saw a thing where I forgot what it was oh a guy offered like something like either 8800 or 88,000 bitcoins this is back in its infancy when it didn't even have value for three pizzas he's like <laughs> fast forward seven place. years he's like I forgot how many millions of dollars like <laughs> But I, yeah, I'm with you. I think that ship has sailed. Yeah, I sold all what little I had. <laughs> How'd you do, buddy? Uh, I lost half of what I originally invested. <laughs> I put $100 in. I got $50 back. <laughs> uh, and it's still like going down farther. I'm like, no, fuck this. But, uh, oh, speaking you of You were supposed to be in it for the long haul, Joe. Yeah, no. Once it starts going back up, I may buy some more when it's super cheap again. <laughs> but right now, it's like, oh, it's just going to the basement. Yeah, but that's when you want to buy, because if it does go up, then that's all profit. Like, even if it increases by, you know, pennies. Like, hey, I bought this thing for whatever, one cent. I sold it for four cents. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, I literally watched a guy try to trade, you know, Pokemon cards, where he's like, I'm going to start with this penny card. I'm going to trade it for a, like, three-penny card, and, you know. Then I'm going to buy a house with this uh, freaking paperclip I traded for. <laughs> uh, did you notice the QR code on the uh, on the wall at the, uh, at the storage locker? If you're unaware, throughout the Moon Knight series, there's QR codes on different things. There's, like, on the walls or on signs or whatnot, if you pause it and scan those codes, it takes you to free copies of like special, um, certain, uh, Moon Knight comics that are kind of, you know, I guess important to the story. So yeah, if you want to read some free Moon Knight comics, go back, rewatch Moon Knight and pause yeah, it. I, you know, the, pause it anytime you see a QR code and scan it, it'll give you a, like a free comic. I mean, I was, I mean, I'd seen pictures of the character, but I'm not read it. But, you know, seeing this, I'm like, it's kind of cool. Like, I like history. I like, you know, the, you know, play on Egyptian gods and, you know, the different, you know, sets and environments. And, like, I'd like to give it a read. Yeah, I think if you scan that first QR code at the uh, mini storage place, it takes you to, like, the first introduction of moon Knight, which was in uh werewolf by night uh i don't know what number but that's like the first appearance of moon Knight. and then there's i think there's two or three other like qr codes throughout the series it takes you to other like kind of important entries in the uh, moon Knight universe damn it no more can i just idly sit by and sort of zone out when watching film because i'm gonna miss the interactive entertaining you know <laughs> like like, it's going to be, like, one of those things, you know, like, before we had multiple DVDs or CDs, and it'd be like, please insert disc two. Now it's going to be like, 
please scan, you know, QR code three prior to proceeding <laughs> to like, yeah, all these little interactive things like, yeah, pause I, now and go watch this other, you know, no, cause I'm going to pick this thing to. up and then I'm going to be all distracted and I'm not going to make it back to your series. <laughs> I'm going to fall down a rabbit hole and then we're going to miss everything. But I like, uh, I guess, episode two where Harrow finally sends his, like, cops that are part of his cult to, like, arrest Steven so he can try to get the the thing. After he's met Mark's wife, uh, Layla, that treats him, he's like, I, I'm not Mark. I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. And, which were named Kennedy and Fitzgerald. <laughs> little JFK uh, reference there. Yeah, for as long as we're talking conspiracies. John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Who? <laughs> yeah, that guy. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Why didn't you just say so? <laughs> him sitting down with... Because at this point, he doesn't really trust Stephen, so he's not letting him... Or Mark, so he's not letting him have the body. And he gets captured by Harrow. And Harrow tries to, like, you know, play the nice guy. And, like, hey, here's my cult. Look at this. I'm I'm providing food and purpose for all these people. You know, they just have to submit to judgment. And he's like... So, y'all wipe up anybody who has any kind of, like, might do something bad in the future? Yeah, yeah, I don't think, you know, I used to be a a Moon Knight, and I don't think uh, we should allow people to, you know, if Amit had been not, uh, whatever, captured, you know, she could have stopped Hitler, and yada, yada, yada. He's like, so what if it was a baby? Are y'all people into killing babies? Is this what this is? (laughs) He's like, I I get what you're saying, bro, but you gotta see it's a little fucked up. (laughs) Oh. And then Layla shows up to save him, and she's like, you've got Mark's body, you know, he can summon the suit, summon the suit. He's like, okay. And, like, jumps out the window and tries to summon the suit, and literally summons a suit. <laughs> it, like, has his, like, Mr. Knight outfit, which is very proper, uh, you know, three-piece, which I like the, I, I, I kind of like the, the Mr. Knight suit. And he's more of, like, a brawler than, like, you know, Mark's more of a martial artist. Kind of reminded me of soldier. like a Dick Tracy or something. Like, <laughs> you know, like you don't see many, you know, people sporting the three piece. Like, yeah. but I like, he does the, the, the superhero landing and then is like, just kind of rolls over. Ow, that hurts. <laughs> like Deadpool told you superhero landings hard on the knees. <laughs> superhero landing. Uh, but then he sends the Jackal after him again. And that whole, like him, like trying to, f- all right. Float like a butterfly, sting like the bee, boxing this jackal in the middle of the streets, and only he sees it. And it's like he keeps cutting to like everyone else's perspective, and he's just like a crazy man out there, like some drunk weirdo, like trying to fight invisible people. <laughs> Dude, I think there's people on Marta that are much more in tune to what's really happening in the world than we are. <laughs> yeah, that could explain all those weirdos we've uh, dealt with. Uh, Oh, that homeless guy just is talking to Conchu. He's not, uh... <laughs> that one guy uh, swatting an invisible person. No, is, uh, we can't kill jackal. these two guys yet. There's still a chance they might make a good decision. <laughs> Probably not. There's a chance. Okay? <laughs> I didn't say it would happen. I said there's a chance. But yeah, he finally gives the body back to Mark. And we kind of get our first full action sequence of of the Moon Knight doing Moon Knight things. Do you think this is how Eddie Brock and Venom feel? 
Yeah, it is kind of the same thing where it's like, yeah, them two kind of two personalities, over. Yeah. one body. Except this one is, you know, your brain brain chemistry versus. Hey, you got some black shit in you. <laughs> he's got some white shit in him. <laughs> Well, it's a good thing he's wrapped in toilet paper, and I'm out. Oh, I saw a meme, and it was like, hey, uh, it was like Deadpool talking to Moon Knight. He's like, hey, man, how do you get all the blood out of your white outfit? He's like, I don't know. I just like, you know, my outfit's magical. Conchi, I guess, just like, you know, cleans it or whatever. He's like, so like free dry cleaning? Dude, is he looking for a new avatar? He's like, oh, you don't want to do that, man. It's like, it's it's it'll drive you mad. He's like, dude, I'm already mad. Like, I'm already, I can't get any crazier, and then I get free dry cleaning? Sign me up! <laughs> oh, you see Deadpool being Conchu's avatar. <laughs> I mean, but there are a lot of similarities between Moon Knight and Deadpool. Like, <laughs> yeah, Mana kept calling uh, the Mr. Knight outfit Deadpool's gay cousin. <laughs> She's like, it's just like, you know, English gay Deadpool. <laughs> Just don't order a biscuit. You're going to be very sad that you're not getting an actual biscuit. <laughs> uh, it's a cookie. We can do some tea dueling. <laughs> mm. I'm good with a Nerf gun. I don't know how good I am on my tea duels, so. though. It's been a while. I haven't haven't tea dueled recently. Not since the last time we went to Ohio. And we've got May... Kalamawi, I don't know how to as Layla Al El Falui, who is the wife of Mark Spector, who, uh, but yeah, when they go to, because of course at the end of this, uh, Pharaoh gets the the scarab, which is basically a, a compass to tell him where Ahmet is buried, and then we go like full Indiana Jones, where. Mark is is trying to track down Pharaoh's people in in Cairo. And we almost had like the opposite of the first episode where everything was shot from Steven's perspective, where it's like Mark is trying to like intimidate people and kick people's asses. And, and Steven keeps like saying, no, no, you're being too violent and taking over the body and trying to like, let people go. And he's like, so it's like the opposite of, uh, he's like interrogating people. And then all of a sudden he wakes up in a cab heading back to the airport. He's like, damn it. (laughs) I gotta go track these guys down again. And they're like, dude, you let us go. That wasn't me. Come back here. You haven't answered my questions yet. But it was like, almost like the uh, exact opposite of the the weirdness that was in the first episode where it was like, all right, now we're following the Mark personality and we don't get to see the shit Steven's doing. And that's when we get kind of our first, I guess, clue that there might be a third personality when they're jumping back and forth of Steven keeps stopping, stopping him from interrogating these people and then he wakes up at one point and he's like stuck a knife in some dude's chest and he's like steven what have you done and he's like i don't think steven was stabbing people (laughs) steven getting a little stab stabby a little stab happy his little secret stabby friend steven's like i didn't do that (laughs) yeah it's like okay mark's getting confused now so there's some weird shit going on. And then when they go to see that, um, kind of antiquities dealer, who's kind of like some kind of mafia dude. And 
Moon Knights having everybody f- that deals in antiquities is in the mafia. <laughs> yeah, and you know he's trying to fight all those dudes with spears, and he's like, "You're being too violent, Mark." Here, and he takes over, and he's like, "All right, all right, time out, time out. Let's come on, guys. Let's just talk about this." And all of a sudden, he gets like three spears, and him, and he's like, "Okay, take the body back, take the body back." <laughs> These guys aren't listening to me. Ah, <laughs> uh, so he must have like I guess when Mark takes over, he gets regenerative properties or something. Like, well, as long as he's got the suit on, he kind of heals himself. Whether it's it's Mark or Stephen, I mean the I guess the Mister Knight outfit has pretty much the same properties of the the Moon Knight outfit. But yeah, after he got like ran through a couple times, he's like, yeah. I'm not prepared for this uh, violence, uh, so yeah, you go ahead and take over. <laughs> oh, but then, yeah, they they the whole like them him going and trying to convince the other Egyptian gods to help them, and Harrow coming in just like this guy's obviously crazy. I'm I'm not trying to destroy the world, and yeah, they just kind of like ignore ignore him, which it's kind of like the perfect. Uh, Patsy, because it's like, he can always just, you know, if he, like, you know, tries to tell everybody he's, you know, an Egyptian avatar, everybody's like, no, you're a dude with mental disorder. <laughs> so, like, nobody, you know, he's, like, the like the easiest guy to, like, you know, be a fall guy, because he's obviously fucking crazy. So. Yeah, nobody is, you know, none the wiser to uh, the charade, which is kind of cool. And I see the effect of them. They find a star map to the tomb, but it doesn't match our current stars. And and Conchu's like, "All right, they're gonna like lock me up for doing this, but so be sure and break me out afterward." But here, let me like rewind the sky. <laughs> that was a cool effect. It was like, if yes, you were, I enjoyed that. If like... you were on acid in Egypt that day, you'd have been like, "What the fuck, bro." <laughs> I'm tripping balls. And everybody's like, no, we're seeing this too, homie. <laughs> What's in our desert sands? We don't have water in the desert. Oh, and then, uh, yeah, of course, Conchu gets locked up in a little statue and they lose the power. So back in Egypt, I was like, oh my gods. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> oh, but then it does go like full Indiana Jones or Tomb Raider where the, where they're going through the tomb trying to find uh, Amit before uh, Harrow's able to get him. And, yeah, this is where Amotep needed to show up. Because, like, the undead, like, whatever, sarcophagus protectors are, like, killing Harrow's men and chasing uh, <laughs> chasing Layla and, and Steven through the tomb. And I do like, like, Steven, like kisses uh Layla <laughs> and then Mark just takes over his hand and punches him in the face like you kissed my wife he's like kicking his own ass so like, you son of a bitch <laughs> come on dude it's the same body <laughs> I don't want the over dominant personality send the other one in like I mean that's gotta be an ego kill does, does that like... count as a threesome <laughs> you're having sex with someone with multiple personalities I don't know. I mean, cause you, I mean, you'd have to have all the personalities in one go. <laughs> or what if one of the personalities was like gay? 
and like you know changes personalities like mid-sex like ah ah no (laughs) what's my safe word what's my safe word (laughs) your safe word is there is no safe word (laughs) ha (laughs) ha but yeah this that episode where because at the end of it harrow catches up to him and shoots Stephen mark in the chest and like they die and it immediately cuts to like a weird VHS, like instead of Tomb Raider, it's like <laughs> the Tomb Busters movie <laughs> with Dr. Stephen Grant. And he's in like an, an insane asylum with all the characters you've seen so far or other people in the insane asylum. Like Harrow's bad guys are the orderlies and shit. And it was literally because it cuts from him getting shot and screen going black to the to this black and white TV show, and I was literally like, "Did I hit hit a button on my computer and switch movies?" Like I had to like stop and like, "No, I'm still watching Moon Knight." <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" And this was like the second mind fuck of the the episode. Yeah, I there were quite a few, but then there were some really awesome moments that you know just. I absolutely enjoyed, you know, visually and, you know, artistically. Like, just... Like the pans from... Oh, you're now in the underworld. This is my big boat. And inside the big boat has, you know, your entire life choices in front of it. Balance the scales. Yeah, it's like your hearts aren't balanced, so you need to, like, remember... Oh, shit, I got two of them! I'm like (laughs) the fucking Grinch over here! Oh, but yeah, in that episode before it gets into the whole, like, this is the underworld, ends with them, like, him finding Stephen in a sarcophagus and another sarcophagus that they haven't opened. Hint. Uh, and then the Egyptian uh, hippo god, uh, Tawit, appears like, Hi! He's <laughs> like, this, like, big-ass hippo, and this has this, like, almost valley girl accent. Hi! And I'm like, there you go! Like, that was what finally got my wife to watch this series. She, like, saw, like, t- that on TikTok. She's like, I want to see the hippo lady. <laughs> so that's, like, how I finally convinced her to watch Moon Knight. It was, like, fucking dumb TikToks of the hippo lady. <laughs> but she was cool as so shit. So the clocks do have a purpose. <laughs> I like Because, I mean, no one's probably, like, worshipped the Egyptian gods in a while. So it's, like, it's probably been, like, a while since she had to, like, transport a soul uh, to the afterlife. So she has like the note cards that are papyrus. She's like, wait a minute. It's been a while since I've done this here. I've got notes. Let me, let me see this. Uh, welcome to the afterlife. <laughs> here. Oh, oh, hold on. I need to pull your hearts out. Oh, I'm glad I didn't make your bodies explode. They're like, what? That was something that could happen. Don't worry. <laughs> she is like hysterical. <laughs> and then when she like offers to help and it was like, is trying to convince, uh, Layla to be her avatar. It's like, come on, I could be be your avatar. Mark says lovely things about you. <laughs> and then when finally she's like, all right, I'm in. Let's do this. And like the the ceiling's collapsing in the uh, in the pyramid. She's like, when she's like, when Talbot's talking through her body, she's like, oh, don't worry, I have a lovely outfit. It's fabulous. You're gonna love it. <laughs> and then she comes out like fucking golden wings and swords. I'm like, that's pretty badass. I'm like. She meets the Fal- the Falcon, uh, our new Captain America later on. They're gonna be like, "Who's got the better wings?" <laughs> I kind of like hers better. I mean, you know, the the golden the golden scarab yeah. wings are pretty badass. I don't know. So is this Marvel's Wonder Woman? 
Maybe. I mean, it's kind of better than the DC <laughs> At least the last Wonder Woman movie. First was pretty good. That 1984 was garbage. But to backtrack a little bit, the whole, like, them going through Mark's past through the the rooms and the insane sign, them trying to find balance. Like you see how, how he lost his mind. Like his brother died and his, his mom blamed him and like abused the shit out of him. And his dad just kind of like let it happen. And he just kind of created Steven to be the one that was, was happy and like, you know, not afraid of anything. Cause he was like constantly afraid of his mother. And you eventually like just full on snap where he's like, you know, Steven believed his mom was alive and was talking to somebody on this phone that wasn't actually there all this time. But yeah, that, that whole episode was just like digging into Mark and Steven when, and you know, Mark or Steven finally figuring out, Oh, I am a creation of Mark. So when the, whatever sand zombies start attacking him, he's like, wait a minute, you know, I am you. So if you can do things, I should be able to do things. It's all muscle memory. Right. And he actually starts, trying to be a hero and kicking, kicking a little ass. <laughs> and when they finally like make it out of our boy is becoming a man. When they finally make it out of the underworld and back to life. Yeah. That they had the moment with Conchu's like, you know, like, no, if we save the world, you're going to let us go. And he's very specific when they're going, okay, I will let the two of you go. <laughs> he was very specific about that. And then you find out later on why, but yeah, when they show up to fight Harrow's men, and now they're kind of like a balanced personality where they can, they trust each other and they're flipping back and forth between Moon Knight and Mister Knight throughout the fight. That was a cool effect, and I loved kind of. They even had different fighting styles where yes, where Stephen was like more of a, a brawler with like the uh, the a uh, 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 sticks just fucking people up, and then Mark's more of like the ninja, like doing like all these like you know gadget stuff and you know these flying kicks and much more martial arts heavy where where you know steven did a, a pretty sweet spinning heel kick but yeah he was much more of like the the, the just the, the straight up brawler i was like it's kind of go cool. even when they're you know back and forth with their skills you're like oh yeah it's it's still obviously two different people because like their fighting styles like switch mid-battle and and then you get the I want to see the sequence where, because, you know, it, and, and you, you got the giant uh, freaking kaiju battle in the background of Khonshu fighting Ahmet is like giants out in the desert <laughs> going on in the background. I'm like, this is pretty fucking awesome. I mean, like, that added such a level of epicness. Like, just, you know, how much bigger, like, to scale everything was. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, that's almost big screen worthy. Yeah, because there's this, like, three-way battle with, like, the two of them and her fighting the, fighting uh, a powered-up uh, hero. And then, yeah, Conchu in the background fighting Amit, the giant uh, alligator lady. I was like, that's this is fucking epic. And then you get where, like, he's starting to lose the battle, and then Mark blacks out again and wakes up, and, like, everybody's fucked up. And he's, like, got Harrow down, and he's like, Steven, did you do that? He's like, no bloody way, mate. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. I want to see that fight scene. I want there to be like a, uh, like a, whatever, Moon Knight behind the scenes where they show like all the times Jake took over and like fucked people up. Cause I'm like, 
that had to be a badass action sequence that we did not get to see. Because, <laughs> I mean, everybody is fucked up when he, like, wakes back up. Oh, I think we'll see it, my friend. Oh, that was that was uh, freaking awesome. Uh, and then you get uh, them trapping Ahmet inside uh, Harrow's body. And he's like, she's too dangerous to live. Kill her. Kill them both. And he's like, no, nah, you want him dead? Kill him yourself. I'm done being your puppet. Like, you said you'd let us go. He's like, fine. Y'all are free. And then they go back kind of to the insane asylum thing. They're looking at, uh, you know, Harrow. And he's bleeding from the feet. And they're like, yeah, we, we could accept this. But no, nah, I think we're we're going to be uh, heroes from now on. And like, piss off, dude. And they wake up back in the bed and like, Mark's like, I can't believe you live in this shithole. <laughs> and then forgets that he's chained to the bed. <laughs> Falls on his face. I mean, I that, that's just a recurring theme. You know, whether you're chained to the wheelchair or... I gotta say, like, that must be a beefy-ass wheelchair. Like, even with the brakes locked, I kind of feel like you would drag it. <laughs> At least tip over. But then we get our first and only post-credits where now Harrow's the one in a legitimate insane asylum... And some chauffeur guy comes and, like, wheels him out of the uh, insane asylum out to this pretty badass uh, limo. And then just, like, yeets the wheelchair after he throws him in the limo. And we get the most gangster ending. Because, like, you know, Amit slash Harrow's in the back. And you see Conchu just chill in the limo. And, like, instead of, like, the the mummy rags he's been in the whole movie, he's now wearing, like, the three-piece suit. Kind of like the, uh, the Mr. Knight, uh personality just chilling like freaking legs crossed like what's up homie and he's like oh conch you can't do shit to me you don't have a have an avatar like you know he's like oh well see the thing you don't realize is mark's way crazier than he than he thinks he is i want to meet i want you to meet my friend like knocks on the glass jake lockley and he turns around and it's like he says like uh that's eh, now it's time for you to lose and then just freaking double taps him with the silence pistol i'm like it's the most fucking gangster shit <laughs> I've seen. <laughs> yeah, I want to see more of that. And drives off in the limo with the plates that say Spectre. Oh, <laughs> uh, so where do you think we go from here? I mean, this—I don't think there's another series, or at least it's not been announced, with the exception of Loki. All of these Marvel series have been limited series where they're only, it's like a one and done storyline. And then we'll maybe this will tie into some movies later on. Oh, of course it will. I mean, you know, we're going to have the whole fucking multiverse. So everything's going to be a part of everything. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't know if we're going to see moon Knight again in another series or we got to wait till, a future movie to... I mean, I think it would be cool to see Moon Knight, but instead of, you know, Egyptian gods or something, maybe we, you know, go with the Greek gods. Like, and, and that may very well lead us into Moonlight, you know, meeting Odin and Thor and, you know, all yeah, this other shit. Yeah, we've already seen from, like, the new Thor trailer, which is, uh, that, like, the Egyptian gods and the Greek gods, and it's like, all these gods is this, and they even say in Moon Knight that, he's like, well, this is our version of the afterlife. There's several versions. Cause we've seen like the Wakandan afterlife. It's like, so it's like all the gods like exist in the Marvel universe under different, like, I guess, planes of reality. So yeah, I don't know if we'll see Moon Knight again before we get another series or something in the movie, because you know, there's that blade movie coming out at some point. 
There's been rumors that they're doing the uh, the Midnight Suns uh, movie, so our series. So I mean, we're definitely gonna have to see the Moon Knight again. But what's funny is like, I wonder, I wonder how Mark and Steven are gonna realize we're still. Hey, we're still having that sleepwalking thing. Did you take off today? Wasn't me. <laughs> or one day there's like, hey, Mark, summon the suit. Let's see if Kanchu really did let us go. And he summons the suit and he's like, Kanchu, you motherfucker. <laughs> we could still summon the suit. That son of a bitch lied. <laughs> it's like the next day. Hey, you know, kind of a lying motherfucker. Why don't, why don't we summon the suit just to make sure we're for, actually free? And the suit appears and like, God damn it. <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> I want to see that sequence. <laughs> I think you're going to. I don't know. I don't think we're done with with this series, though. I don't think it is a one and done at all. No, because it's oh, there's so much more that they can they can do, especially if we're going to get Blade and vampires and shit. I want to see the uh, Moon Knight uh, Owen money or Dracula Owen Moon Knight money and having to get his ass kicked by Moon Knight. <laughs> Oh, or I just want to see some of the Jake Jake Lockley uh, violence that we didn't get to see in this. Well, this uh, diesel cigar here, this uh, fool's fool, stubborn fool, fool's errand. Not bad. I mean, it's got a decent. It's definitely full bodied for its weed little size, and yeah, I tend to not put my cigars down to rest. I can talk and smoke at the same time, so. Dude, I'm just a gentleman, okay? <laughs> but it's, even with my rapid smoking, it's lasted hour, hour and 20. So it's it's not a quick cigar despite its size. It's still a at least a nice hour smoke, which like I said, I gotta, I gotta recommend them. And they're not stupid expensive. They're in about the $11 price range. So it's, it's, not one of the kind of like sub ten dollar uh, EDC smokes that uh, I prefer, but if you want to, if you want to, you know, spend a couple extra bucks, it's definitely uh, worth the experience. And I think these are going to be like a limited run, so pick them up while you can. And if you can scan the uh, the tarot card and get entered into the uh, the contest, maybe you'll win some shit. Yay! More ashtrays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, see, I've got to the point now I've got so many cutters and lighters that I don't have to, like, like I leave, like, my everyday cutter in the car So because I've got another cutter and lighter here in the office uh, now. So it's like, I've, yeah, I've, I'm I've acquired the, enough shit, I can just leave stuff everywhere. I'm, I'm at the point now to where I absolutely, like, it's still cool to get a cutter lighter, but most of the time, like, I use that stuff for folks that's like, well, I've never had a proper torch or anything great here you go here's a cutter too like you know so i'll, I'll use that stuff as giveaways but you know so now i need like, one more I, I i truly appreciate the art yeah like, see i need one more like lighter and cutter so i can leave one in my truck i don't have to keep switching it between the car and the truck so i need a set for each vehicle i've got a set for one vehicle in the office now i need one more set so i can i don't have to take my uh lighter and cutters out of the uh out of the vehicle i can just leave <laughs> no matter what car I drive, I've got I've got uh, my smoking at Kirk Dumont uh, ready to go. Notice nobody ever gives away cans of butane. Yeah, that would be pretty <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, they need to fucking do that. <laughs> it's a good fucking idea. I gotta bring that up at the next like. Uh, hey, y'all doing an event? Y'all want to give give some of this fucking uh, Zycar butane away? <laughs> uh, but with that, I think that will 
the the moon is is going down and we will be right back at the end of a rainbow you'll find a pot of gold at the end of a story you'll find it's all been told but our love has a treasure our hearts can always spend and it has a story without any end at the end of a river the water stops its flow at the end of a highway there's no place you so how do we describe this show? Like, what's really going to grab people's attention and make them tune in? Nergasm for your eargasm? What? The spice must flow to be in the know. Um. Don't be a willow. Grab your pillow. But that one doesn't even make sense. All right, stop. Snag a seat and listen. The nerds are back with a brand new edition. No. Uh, okay, then. The Blurred Nerds Podcast. Rants, raves, reviews, recaps, and other bits of random fandom. Well, see, that's perfect. You should have just led with that one. Resistance is futile. Listen to the Blurred Nerds podcast, right? Meow. Fine. Make it so. Yes, science! And we're back. It's time to move from the mystical to the scientific. <laughs> Love it. With our Foley sound effects. All right. First off... Yeah, I know you had to replace your, uh, you had some battery issues. Uh, I still have battery that. issues, Joe. Parts <laughs> are really hard to find. <laughs> oh, fucking everything's hard to find. Well, what if you could have a battery made out of algae? I would start growing my own algae. <laughs> Just don't, like, uh, change the fish tank uh, fluid for a couple months and you might have a battery. Uh, a computer powered or by... Or just get a turtle, because those things, like... Just make algae. Yes. <laughs> uh... Yes, a computer powered by an algae battery ran for six months. Uh, computer, a computer processor at Cambridge University has proven it can run on an incredible new battery uh, consisting uh, of blue-green algae in a container with electrodes. And this thing is not much bigger than a AA battery. I want to put it through its paces. <laughs> Uh, what power supply was this unit using? Well, it said it was a computer processor, and in the experiment uh, reported in Energy and Environmental Sciences, the cyanobacteria allowed the computer to run in cycles of it basically working for 45 minutes and then on standby for 15 minutes. And this kept this, like, you know, 45 minutes of processing, 15 minutes of resting going for... Uh, up until the experiment ended uh, in August of last year. So it was able to keep doing this uh, for six months straight. And they said even after the experiment is over, the battery has continued to produce power. That's like the Energizer Bunny of algae. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dr. Paolo Bombelli of uh, the University of Cambridge Department of Biochemistry said that, you know, we were impressed with how consistent the system worked over long periods of time. We thought it might stop after a few weeks, but it just kept going. And since, like I said, it ran for six months without interruption of power and 
consumed basically 0.3 microwatts of power during computer time and 0.24 during idle time. And they're like, they're like not even really sure how it's working because they're like, you know, apparently it releases some kind of electrons during photosynthesis, but it wasn't affected by a lack of light. So even during like, you know, nighttime cycles where it wasn't basically operating like a solar battery, it still continued to produce power. So something in the, how algae processes its food, it still creates electricity even when it has no light. Yeah, I don't know if it would work like continuously for a long time without light, but yeah, it was able to continue working all the time, even in darkness. Well, that's awesome. I'm going to go start scrounging for some algaes. <laughs> Yeah, I said it's it's almost like a tiny generator because it doesn't just simply store electricity like batteries. It's you know creating energy, so it can basically continuously charge as not as long as you're not you know sucking up more more power than it can produce. So, ah oh, hell, I gotta miss my algae. It's dried up. <laughs> gotta throw some uh, some mold in there, maybe. Well, from making energy from bacterias and algaes. Uh, you can also fly using cooking oil. The, Does that cause it gives you gas? <laughs> the Dallas airport is part of a uh, experimental study that is using recycling leftover cooking oil to turn into a sustainable aviation fuel. Yeah, especially if anybody's been to the airport recently, you know there's like a fuck ton of restaurants and shit in there, so... They're generating a lot of uh, oil waste, so they're trying to, like, for example, the the Dallas airport where this experiment is going on has 200 restaurants on property. I thought they were all, like, hipster restaurants, or they didn't use oil or anything. Um, there's still plenty of McDonald's in there. Somebody's going to be deep frying something. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this, basically, uh, it's... They're probably just microwave. Probably. Ew. <laughs> but yes uh uh these restaurants uh, instead of creating all this waste the waste is being turned into uh what they're calling sustainable air fuel uh, which as is a option f the airbus has been able to demonstrate uh it can work on apparently it can't work solely on the f the saf fuel they uh basically you know process the the oil into this uh saf and then mix it with a little bit of regular jet fuel, but it's still like producing way less uh, CO2 than running straight jet fuel. The only downside to this that I see is, you know, like the movie theaters, like they'll pump the smell of popcorn, you know, be like, I don't even like popcorn, but now I want popcorn. <laughs> it's going to be like, damn it, it smells like fries. I want fries now. <laughs> Everywhere's closed because they got no workers. <laughs> <coughs> but they say this uh, <coughs> this uh, jet fuel does not smell like French fries. So if it doesn't smell like French fries, does it smell like onion rings? Well, they say it, it has no uh, um, smell at all, according to Pratik Chendhok. Technical Services Manager of Renewable Aviation, uh, the company that's kind of producing this stuff, is that it just looks like a clear wick liquid and has like no smell at all. So they're hoping that this like combination of the 
sustainable energy plus the you know less fuel for actual flights and recycling the the waste produced by by the restaurants they're hoping to be the entire process be carbon neutral by 2030 and so does yeah. this mean that we're going to need a retrofit you know all uh fire trucks you know it's like everything's going to be a grease fire now <laughs> you gotta gotta switch to like uh whatever the powdered uh stuff instead of a uh, liquid uh <laughs> fire suppressants but i kind of wish it did smell like french fries Cause you just go outside and you'd be like Ah, it smells like fries. It's just, the airport would be like so much nicer. <laughs> Jet flies I mean, overhead, and you're like, hmm, let's go to McDonald's. All of a sudden, instead of this city smelling like piss, it just smells like French fries. <laughs> Two birds, one stone. <laughs> yeah, pump that into the uh, the tram stations. Well, from uh, using fake jet fuel to using no fuel at all, uh, scientists are trying to basically slingshot shit into outer space. Uh, I think space is trying to slingshot shit into us. <laughs> well, uh, basically this new, uh, startup called Spin Launch is trying to build a giant centrifuge that basically sp- spins up a object and then hurls it into space at a thousand miles per hour. Um... The, uh, on a, like, most recent test launch, they equipped the, kind of the payload they were watching with a camera, so now you can see what it's like to get slingshotted into space. Uh, the payload, which was a 10-foot long projectile with a camera on the end of it, you can see, you can see what it's like, uh, to get launched out of this, uh, <laughs> this thing. And it's kind of, because it, it spins a lot, so yeah, if you're, uh, prone to motion sickness, maybe not watch this video. I'm kind of wondering, like, that whole additive, what goes up must come down? I mean... Well, I mean, if you get it into orbit, then it doesn't come down. Uh, coming down at some point! <laughs> so this uh, kind of test version uh, is a 108-foot centrifuge that uh, will hurl objects into the sky, which, you know, once they get to something that's launching, like, say, satellites and other payloads, it'll be have to be much, much bigger. And, you know, the... Who's our modern-day evil Knievel? <laughs> well, the... Uh... This is Johnny Knoxville, and I'm here at the spin launch centrifuge. <laughs> oh, I'm man, going out of this hard. world. <laughs> well, this uh, projectile, they... It... I said was launched at a thousand miles per hour, reaching a height of seven or twenty five thousand feet, and the flight lasted around eighty two seconds. Uh, but the problem with this this way of launching things, it's kind of best for unmanned uh, vehicles because it generates a huge amount of g force before it gets uh you know launched out the uh, fired out the gun uh, you know around. 10,000 G's. Uh, so, yeah, it's not for humans, but, you know. I mean, be... dude, we can totally do that. <laughs> but it would be a cheaper alternative for launching satellites and unmanned uh, spacecraft. Uh, and it, said it can reduce the cost of sending things into space by a factor of 20 to less than 500,000 per launch. Instead of the millions it costs to launch shit into space currently. And finally, there's a study to find out if you're an asshole. Spoiler hey, alert, we're probably our assholes. <laughs> uh, 
Yes, the study reveals... I can't be an asshole. That guy already has more hair than I do. <laughs> study reveals the personality traits that probably mean you're an asshole. Uh, <laughs> published in Calabra Psychology, they set out to in, to figure out precisely what makes an, an asshole. Uh, they basically surveyed a lot of people like, hey, think of someone that you think is an asshole and describe that person. And they, you know, using the five factor models of personality, they kind of narrowed down that they, what they think the biggest assholes are people who are extra, have extroversion, agreeable, or not assholes or extroversion, agreeableness, conscientiousness, neuroticism, and open to experiences is the five factor personality test. So the people that like, you know, scored low on these things where they're, you know, not very agreeable, not very conscientious, are very narcissist and not open to experience. Yeah, you know, if you if you have any of these traits, you, you may be an asshole. Well, I you know, I think the article does well. If you have to ask, eh, I wonder if I am, an, then you're probably not. <laughs> we just automatically you know went off the deep end. Yeah, we're assholes, so <laughs> we probably are. Well, they say most of these people are uh, uh, from the surveys they got uh, that. Uh, most person likely to be an asshole is a middle-aged man who's probably a, a former coworker, boss or significant other. <laughs> but they also said, uh, if you're, you know, asking yourself, am I an asshole? Probably you're not an asshole because assholes that, uh, from their study ranked high on like the narcissist scale. So they would not give a shit what anybody thought would not think to ask the question. Am I being an asshole? <laughs> So as long as you're asking yourself, am I the asshole, you may not be the asshole, according to science. I'm just the whole ass. <laughs> or maybe you just have asshole traits, but you're not a full-time asshole. You just have the potential potentiality to be an asshole. Hmm. Or sometimes maybe you're right and everyone else is the asshole. <laughs> That's usually the case, always. <laughs> yeah, it can't be us. Well, that's all I got for you this week, so stay tuned for some nerd news. And now it's time for all things nerdy in nerd news. And welcome to this rendition of nerd news. Yeah, news. Let's just jump right into it with some trailer announcements. Love Death Robots. I love Death Robots. Well, Volume 3. We have our Death full... Robots. I need, need heavy metal intros. <laughs> need, a, need a double bass or something. Um, I don't know. I was just kind of like a drum roll. That did not work at all. That was that was not metal. <laughs> um, but yes, we have our full trailer for Volume 3 of Love Death Robots. You get a little clips of the various... Uh episodes because of that teaser trailer we got showed a lot kind of more of the older yeah we just got to see the three episode. robots you know saying hey this is on the horizon now we've got a look at what each of these nine short episodes will entail yeah this is the animation in the series too some of them are just so it, it almost hits that uncanny valley where you're like this looks almost too real <laughs> yeah i mean which i don't know i mean you know, 
we're going to have ancient evils. We're going to have, you know, comedic apocalypses. Because, you know, I mean, if there's not a little, you know, dark humor, did you even have an apocalypse to begin with? <laughs> um, I but, just want to see the three robots again. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of fantasy, horror, science fiction. Um, you know, it just absolutely seems like, you know, keeping with the tone. And I love this series because everything, you know, having the different creators, like not only the vast story differences, but the way the animations are done and everything. Because you get some that are, you know, more full-on CGI. Then you get some old-school, you know, hand-drawn stuff. A little more cartoony animation. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's great uh, short attention span theater. <laughs> I have a very short attention span. You don't have to sit through a uh, a, mm-hmm. a whole series. It's like everything's different. <laughs> yes. Um. So we'll have Bad Traveling, The Very Pulse of the Machine, Nine of the Many Dead, Three Robots Exit Strategies, Kill Team Kill, Swarm, Mason's Rats, and Invaulted Halls Entombed, as well as Jiburo. <laughs> Maybe I pronounced that right. <laughs> Probably but, not. But yeah, we'll you can see. see a short synopsis of what each of the nine episodes will entail in the links to our article. Um, folks will not have to wait very long for this, as this will debut on May 20th. Woo-hoo. And unlike Disney Plus and other things. You can watch it all you get once. An entire release without having to wait in between. Um And Stranger Things comes out Yes. Next week, I think. <laughs> that happens very soon as well. The first uh half of that. Uh you, you ever a fan of uh Married with Children? Do you watch any, you know, eighties into the oh, mid nineties yeah, like, television? Yeah. The older I get, the more I realize Al Bundy was right about most things. <laughs> and the more out of reach we realize how expensive shit's got because a shoe salesman could actually afford a house and kids. <laughs> well, uh, Married with Children is getting its uh, animated series with the original cast. Sweet. So um, I'm kind of see how everything um, adds up as Everybody's aged by like twenty years, and you know <laughs> that's why it's animated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. So you know, currently it's you know being pitched. Um, we don't know exactly what network or streaming service this is going to um, end up on as of yet, but uh, this is being written by the Family Guy executive producer Alex Carter. Yeah. The family guy, um, yeah, that'll be interesting. So, uh, you know, I mean, I could definitely see, you know, some of the ties from, you know, family guy getting some of uh, those influences carry over very much <laughs> into the uh, Married a, with Children. Get a Peter Griffin, uh, Al Bundy crossover. <laughs> I mean, they already did a Simpsons crossover, so. <laughs> Dude, Simpsons has already did everything, okay? There's already a Married with Children Simpsons. Edition. No, they did a uh, Simpsons a Family Guy crossover. No, no, no. no. There, there's one with... Uh... Oh, shit, there is. I don't know, but the Simpsons are going to fucking do it, okay? Probably. We put it out in the universe. The Simpsons cannot not do it. Simpsons did it. So, I don't know. I mean, you know, just lighthearted, you know, 
comedy. I'm curious to see how the animated stuff turns out. So we'll keep folks apprised as uh, things progress from that front. Um, in other news, the Crow reboot um, actually appears to be happening. What? Yeah. Um, it looks like they will start shooting this summer. Um, I know this has been going on for several years and you know everything else um looks like uh if you want to take a trip to prague and germany this is where the film will um set to actually be recorded um so yeah i i don't know um i just kind of like the actor's name because it kind of reminds me of swiss guard <laughs> bill skatsgard <laughs> Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Yeah, whatever. Which I don't remember which one of those uh, that is, because there's like three or four of those guys. Because yeah. one of them was it. <laughs> it was a Skarsgård that was the, uh, whatever, Pennywise. And there's three or four of those Skarsgårds brothers, so I'm not really, I don't remember which one is Bill. Yeah, I don't know. I can't ever keep track. I don't even know what's going on with, with my own multiple personalities, but... <laughs> So I, I don't know, man. Like the original is such a staple, you oh, know. Yeah. And given the tragedy surrounding, you know, like oh yeah, it is Pennywise. Even if that is uh, this is good, I'm curious to see how people are going to receive it. Like, yeah, it's a. Uh... I don't know, because, yeah, that was one of those that was, like, the original was good, and they made several sequels that were not as good. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what kind of, uh, how how they do rebooting it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. And then part of me, too, just, do we need another reboot? Well, speaking of something that's not reboots, but isn't nerd news if I don't bring up something related to Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Hence, <laughs> I got my motherfucking Leatherface shirt on today. I mean, I had my Camp Crystal Lake shirt on for Friday the 13th the, uh, <laughs> the other day. Too. I was able to find one at Burlington Coat Factory. Nice. It's got like a big picture of, you know, Jason's hockey mask on the front. And... <laughs> uh, have you seen Camp Crystal Lake up the road here? I have not. If you go back toward Dahlonega, like... There's a house that has like a big like wooden "Welcome to Camp Crystal Lake" sign in their front yard. <laughs> Those are the type of people I need to become friends yeah, with. Yeah, I need to go lay right up there, like <laughs> check this. And for Friday, when I went by there on Friday, they had a hockey mask hanging on the sign for Friday the Thirteenth. That is awesome. So, um, Gun Game, you might be familiar with that Ooh. studio from um, a little game that they did Friday the Thirteenth. Now, the initial release of Friday the 13th wasn't the greatest because it got a little bit repetitive, but they were able to, you know, come across with some updates and turn it into a very solid game. So this is going to be that same, like, 1v4 that's kind of becoming popular these days? Kind of. Um, the thing that excites me the most is there's a video, and it literally shows 1974 Toby Hooper film locations, and they have recreated, like, certain scenes absolutely down to a T nice. from, you know, like, just the nostalgia factor is... Is there a crafting mini game where you have to sew your own mask? 
Uh, and kill somebody and you have to like, you know, skin them and, and sew your suit. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like, you you must find... Like, that's the one thing about Leatherface that they didn't need to do. Like, they didn't need to unmask Leatherface. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad in that, uh, the Netflix version. <laughs> so, you know, Kane Hodder will be our, you know... Leatherface, um, you know, people will know him from, you know, the caption work that he did for uh, Friday the 13th. Um, so you're going to get, you know, most of the 1974 family members, um, and there'll be a couple of new ones introduced from what I'm reading. The events will take place prior to Toby Hooper's 1974 film. Um, so, Anna Flores uh, sets out to search for a missing sister, and, you know, what they found is terror beyond their nightmares. <laughs> but just the sound effects and, like, the, the comparisons of the film and what they're doing in-game, like, dude, it's a nostalgia trip. Yeah, especially if you get to play as Leatherface. <laughs> Uh, or even if you're playing against, I mean, like, yeah, that was that Jason movie where you got to play at, you could play as the counselors or you could play as Jason. That was, that's interesting. That's, you know, making, giving you the option to play the bad guy is kind of like the new, the new hotness lately in gaming. And it's, it's well, I mean, that was always the thing, right? Like, you know, GTA came out, you know, and people are like, oh my God, you can mow down the cops and everything else. And then people are like, I want to be the cops. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, that's like the old Need for Speed games where you're like you're getting chased by the cops. <laughs> You'd be in the middle of a street race and all of a sudden you're trying to get pulled over and you gotta like outrun the damn cops. That was always fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then they flipped the script. Where... And now it's gone back to like you're playing the good guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come so, all the way around. Speaking of the good guys and you know all things Marvel as we close here, Marvel will be introducing. A couple of new transgender superheroes. Um, so we're gonna have uh, looks to be Escapade, um, and um, that will be so introduce two new transgender superheroes next month in Marvel Voices Pride Number One, beginning June twenty second. Um, alongside her best friend, fellow transgender mutant hero, Morgan Red. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's kind of cool, you know, the diversity and everything else and keeping with openness and, you know, just the I'm inclusiveness. I'm trying real hard not to make an X-Men joke. <laughs> well, that's Sony, so you can make all the jokes you want. <laughs> well, I'm saying if it's someone who has transitioned from male to female, they really are X-Men. <laughs> and on and that, that gets uh, us canceled <laughs> so you know june 22nd uh marvel voices pride number one will be released any other news tidbits anything else that you would like to say uh, i did see pop up that you know we talked earlier that pretty much all these marvel series with the exception of loki have kind of been one-offs well season two of loki loki starts filming uh next month i believe june 8th they're scheduled to start filming that so yeah probably sometime next year we'll get to get a, a new season of loki but you know that's underway and 
that's all I got for you. If you want to watch us, check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're also on the ESO Network at ESOnetwork.com. We're on the YouTubes at Cigar Nerd Podcast on YouTube. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cigar Nerd Pod. Uh, pick up your shirts at RealMenSmokeCigars.com. Pick up your energy drinks at StrikeForceEnergy.com. Promo code Cigar Nerds. And with that, Moon! And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We're your hosts, Smoking Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.